All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles. The Hockey Outlaws Podcast with your host, Derek Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer, Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. This week's guest is five-time All-Star, Stanley Cup champion, and left winger of the Legion of Doom, John LeClaire. Time to face off. All right, welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. What's going on, Nasty? What's up, Briggs? How you doing, brother? Doing all right. Doing all right. Enjoying the heat oh, and the yeah. playoffs. And the playoffs. Speaking it's of heat, holy crazy, cow. eh? A little electric. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lot, lot, lots of action, man. It's been fun to watch so far. I know we're only one game in each series, but it's been awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the truth. Uh, some fire, some fire. I've caught you know bits and pieces of uh, of a couple of these games. Um, caught the uh, the Landeskog Schenner Tilly last night. Uh, some you know, just some whatever I'm seeing is some good energy. And uh, like you said, it's only one game deep, but uh, looking forward to the rest of it. 
lots of lots of ot uh games too which is i mean i love that personally a lot of people of just want to go to bed but man yeah ot me. like has you on the edge of your couch man just, oh yeah nothing better it's awesome just gotta play these games a little earlier so i could actually uh stay up <laughs> late enough to watch are, some are you, of these you're, endings you're getting through the first periods uh, of games so that's, yeah. that's, you know, that's <laughs> pretty right. much i'll just tell much. you what happens bro yeah exactly and get the tech me- text messages in the morning but how about uh the full barn in carolina Dude, that's pretty that, amazing i honestly this is how crazy so i was flipping around i went to it and i actually thought it was a like a last season or a year before like just <laughs> something from the years before and i'm like wait a minute this is right now oh it was awesome it's crazy it awesome. yeah finally right to get that, 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 that true that, energy back in the barn yeah. and that's that's a uh i mean to me that that's a home ice advantage right there for carolina that place was they were going nuts, man. The whole game. Oh man. That that is a fun place when your team's good. Yeah. North Carolina, because it's not a place where you normally go and there's like twelve to thirteen thousand. But when they make the playoffs, oh, yeah. it's like Florida. Florida's the same way. The Panthers. Yep. You know, when they were in the playoffs those years, like <clears throat> it, it gets it gets loud and, and sometimes they're just cheering to cheer. They do yeah. not know, you know, it's not entertainment to them, right? They, exactly. So it's yeah. it's just awesome because it's it's so loud. And even even in Vegas, I know they 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 dropped uh, their first game, but when that place is sold out, I'm not sure everyone understands the game totally just because it's new there, but it's yeah. loud the whole time. But it's it's loud. the loudest building I've ever been in, man. It's, it's energy, it's right? energy exactly right on well i think we should uh you know cut the playoff talk short here today we'll be uh, talking more about this uh, as uh, the series move on but uh, we got an awesome guest here john leclerc so i think it's time we just jump right into talk uh, talk with the big dog all right well this episode with john leclerc episode number 23 is presented by DraftKings sportsbook it's playoff time big stakes bigger promotions it's time to hammer the over and score some cash. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to lower the over-under on a featured playoff game. All players who place a bet on the featured basketball game will have a hand in lowering the over-under on the game. That's right. For every 1,500 players who bet the over on the selected game, the over-under will drop by one point. That's a lot, Riggs. I'm oh, telling you. Oh, it's a lot. Every better who hammers the over in the feature game helps to lower the games over under. The best part is that even as the line lowers, the odds remain at even money, which is huge. That's right. You can double your money by hammering the over. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KNUCKLES when you sign up to hammer the over. For every 1,500 people that bet the over in the featured game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the over hitting. So tell your friends and family this is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code KNUCKLES for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. Max $25 wager. One per customer. Offer ends 5-23-21 in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to another episode of Nasty Knuckles. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And this week we are pleased to have the first American-born player in the NHL to have 50 goal seasons three years in a row. 
big Philly, big Philly fan favorite, JL, Mr. John LeClaire. What's up, Johnny? How much, guys? Hey, thanks for having me. Fuck. Appreciate having you, you yeah, joining man. us, man. Good to see you. What, what's, yeah. go, what's going on, man? What are you up to? Not much, you know. Yeah, obviously, I think with everybody else, you know, spend a lot of time at home getting the lawn looking as good as possible, that kind of <laughs> stuff. Uh, you know, it's, it's been tunnel. nice that uh, it looks like uh, we're, you know, a little bit of the light at the end of the tunnel here. We're, we're almost there. So, um, you know, I think everybody's getting excited about that. Um, so it's been good. It's been good. That's awesome, man. Nice. You got your roots um, planted in I, Delco? Yeah, they are. We've been in Haverford now for Christ. 20 years or plus or whatever. We've been here a long time. Um, you know, I like it. You know, we got a lot of friends in the area and uh, it's uh, it's a great place to live. Uh, I really, I've enjoyed it. You know, it's, uh, it's been nice. People are great. Um, you know, Delco's getting some uh, much love lately between the, the mayor of Easttown and uh, there was another movie that came out. A couple of my buddies, Delco buddies told me about it. It was on Netflix or something. <laughs> um being Delco is not as bad as you guys make it out to be. <laughs> hey, my daughters live over there, man. I I know the area. They went to Haverford, so uh-huh. um, I, I know where you are. That's it's nice over there for sure. Um, I, rumor has it uh, even playing a little men's league hockey. I, I do. Um, I, I love it. I'm having a ball. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not, fortunate enough. I hooked up with a group of guys, and it's the same group of guys we play every week. Um, and they're all a lot of fun to hang out with and just be there and stuff. But, um, you know, when, when I retired, I didn't play. I was like, I had enough of this shit. I don't need it anymore. I'm done. <laughs> and um, they had that outdoor game uh, with all the alumni played. Yep. And I'm like, kind of want to play in that. It'd be kind of cool to play outdoors in the stadium and all that. So I had to get my fat ass going and, get <laughs> and do something. And I uh, found out that uh, I, I like it. It's, it's fun to play and just kind of screw around and have some fun and, um, it's frustrating because you can't do the things you want to do anymore. I mean, you know, you, you used to be able to get to that puck and be able to, <laughs> you know, stick handle and stuff and things just don't work like that anymore when you don't play every day or whatever, but, um, it, it's still, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot yeah. Of fun. I, I had some buddies telling me that he, I think, I, I think John LeClaire is playing over at the stadium or, or I don't know which rink you're at, but that's what someone told me. And I was just like, I wonder if he's using the same curve as he did when he played. He's still using those sticks. I am. I, oh not the God. same sticks. I mean, I'm, I'm a dinosaur, but I'm not that big of a dinosaur. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I, you know, Sherwin's been good to me. They still send me some sticks, so uh, I curve them up, and uh, I still got pretty much the same curve going. Yeah, does it? Do like guys you play with in the men's league like look at that thing and he's like, "Holy shit, man." No, you know, they no. Don't. No, they, like I said, it's a group of guys. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah, I so, just, it's just they, amazing. And what are they going to say? <laughs> We're at well, there. I mean, it's just, I don't mean like, I don't mean like giving him shit. I just mean like, it's Riley. I don't know if I've ever shown you one of his sticks, but I mean, it, you're looking at it and you're like, holy fuck, man. This thing, it could, I think you could play right or left handed with it. <laughs> the way it's, turned, but it's got a little twist to it. John, yeah. Johnny, Johnny sure, sure as hell didn't have any problems with that stick. Yeah, I know, right? Sure, man. Oh man! Yeah, I think the last time I saw you, Johnny, we played in a, in a in a game there in Voorhees. It was for some charity, and you were you were ripping it up there, ripping yeah. shots so we in the blue. Yeah, uh, propies thing. Yeah, proper right? thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, you look fun, good, right? man. You were high stepping. I don't know about looking good, but it's <laughs> fun to get out there and mess. It is absolutely it? a lot of fun. You no, know, it's just I don't know. You miss it. You know, it's kind of you don't play hockey because you you hate it. You play because you love it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, true. you know. 
it was fun. Yeah, no, for sure. Now you're still uh, pretty active in, in some of the alumni stuff. I, I see around some of the events. I mean, uh, I know obviously COVID threw a wrench in, in a lot of it, um, but uh, you, you're fairly active in, in some of the stuff with the alumni. I try to be, I mean, you know, if I'm available and I'm around, uh, I don't mind. Um, I think Marcy's done a terrific job yeah, with his alumni stuff. I mean, you know, uh, you know, even if you can't go, Marcy's got everybody up to, up to date on what's going on, um, begging guys to come. So you kind of, you know, he's doing such a good job. He's working so hard at it. He puts a little guilt trip on me, at least. I don't know about you, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I feel like, uh, you know, whatever I can do to help the guy out. But um, it's fun, you know, like we get the golf tournament, the hockey game, playing the Warriors, which is going to be a great cause coming up. Yeah, um, right. you know, it's it's going to be it's fun. You get to see those guys. You don't, you know, I don't see these guys every day. You know, you see them maybe once or twice a year, and it's it's kind of fun to just bullshit and see them and laugh. And, I mean, it's, it's it's not a chore to go and hang out with these. No, guys. right. It is always a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah. So we get the, you get that coming up. Um, you know that that Warrior game should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I said, Marcy does a terrific job with that alumni and with that whole Warrior program. I mean, uh, those guys, you know, talking to those guys, uh, there's some crazy stories, and, you know, really some remarkable stories with those guys. And um, I tell you, they, uh, they're into it. Those guys, they, they don't are. Pass with them. That's big time for they, them. You know, they're, they're traveling out to Vegas to play in tournaments. They're looking for anybody to play. Yeah, um, they are. So it's fun. They stink something awful, but it's just, they don't care. <laughs> they 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 have a great time. They, they yeah, a, they got three I, teams, I think. Yeah, they have three now. I do, Johnny. A lot of those guys come into my shop. I, I do a lot of their skates. And, oh, and, uh, oh, they're fine. Doing a like, job. Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> I guess no, I so they, the skates. Gee, there's nothing you could do to help them. Some of those <laughs> it's got to be the shoes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, exactly. But uh, they are—they're uh, great guys, like you said, Johnny. And they—they—they they love it, man. I mean, they—they they treat it like they're like pros, man. Like they—they they have such a good time, and they're practicing every Sunday, and and they do all this stuff. And like you said, they always want to play. Like they're trying to get games all the time. And they—I don't know if they've announced it, but they do have. They got that big tournament. I think they did announce it. The, the yeah, they did. I mean, like, November teams coming from everywhere. Yeah, man. It's are they really huge? Yeah, yeah like it's gonna be here in Philly. Yeah, it's going to be, oh, in, really? yeah, all the Jersey rinks, I guess. And it's, okay. it's that big one that they went to in Vegas. They're having okay. it here. So <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're really fired up about that. Nice. Um, but uh, Johnny, like, man, I, I don't even know where to begin with you because <laughs> you did so much in your career. And, uh, but I, I want to start with uh, when you came to Philadelphia, if you don't mind, um, probably, well, what people say the best trade ever for the Flyers, uh, getting you and, and uh, Eric Desjardins, Rico Desjardins. I said that to him every day. He probably was like, get this hyper kid away from me. Every time I saw Rico, I'd be like, Rico Desjardins. And he'd be like, just laughing. He's probably just going, get the fuck away from me, dude. But um, Johnny, Johnny, you came in and I mean, like, it was almost right away. I mean, it was a shortened season because we had that, that was the lockout, uh, the yeah. half year. And I right. think we had played eight or nine. I can't remember how many games, but uh, you came in and, and uh, Rico came in. And I mean, wow, the, the turnaround was was crazy. Like, what, what were your thoughts on all that? Like when you when you came in from Montreal? Yeah, I mean, honestly, when I got traded, you know, you're disappointed. I want a cup of Montreal. Montreal was an hour from my house. I mean, I grew up watching the Canadians. Um, you know, anytime I get traded, I think you're a little disappointed. Um, but, uh, you know, once we get on the plane coming down, uh, just very excited to be here in Philly, uh, new opportunity, 
Um, you know, obviously things worked out really well with me. I had a chance to play with Eric and Rennie right away. Um, so it wasn't like, you know, they were screwing me. I got a great chance <laughs> to, to do something right off the hop. Um, you know, I'm just fortunate things worked out for me in that way and, and things took off. But I mean, you look at that trade and you kind of look at like the flyers, like, you know, when we made that trade, we became actually pretty good. We were a good team. We made the playoffs and then we were always in it for probably 10 years. Yeah. And the key thing is like, everybody's like, Oh, you came and you scored 50 goals, but everything worked around Eric Desjardins, the power play, the penalty kill five on five, every defenseman that came through the ranks over those 10 years, they learned everything they know from from Rico. That's right? right. You're right. I mean, you know, watching like you, everybody, like, you know, Eric, obviously superstar and all that, but without Rico in that lineup, that team's a big, big different team. So it's, it's a different team. That's for sure. Yeah. He, he was, God, he was so good, man. I mean, he, he did everything. Like you said, he did it all power play penalty kill. Like he just five on five. Like he was just, it seemed like he never made a mistake, you know, like, I mean, he was just so good, so smart and yeah. God, he was good. He scored big goals too, man. Like, yeah, he, exactly. He was, you know, don't, don't sell yourself short though. You, you had a lot to do with stuff too, but you, you, the chemistry was amazing. Like right away, you know, you guys um, obviously were just clicking. I mean, it was, it was crazy. I think you had 25 goals in, in a short of, I can't remember how many, exactly how yeah, many, it was, but. It was in a that, lot that year. Yeah. It was a shortened year. Yeah. Nine games in Montreal. I played nine. I don't know how many you guys had here. Yeah. Um, and then I came here and like you said, I scored 20 something, whatever, but yeah, I was, I was on fire playing with those two guys, you yeah. know, playing with Michael and Eric. I mean, we had immediate success and, um, you know, things, things got rolling pretty quick. For yeah. Us. It, it was awesome. And I mean, you guys talk about, I mean, you guys were dominating for, for years. I mean, it, it was crazy. It was, it almost, I know it's nothing's easy, uh, national hockey league, but it's some nights it actually looked easy for you guys. I mean, and I know that's not the case, but you guys were just, the chemistry, the clicking—I mean, just everything, man. It, it was fun to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, Good job. I was part of. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I was gonna say, you know, the, the three years that you scored fifty, uh, I was looking at your stats there. I didn't realize that you'd played all eighty-two regular season, season games in the, those three years. Uh, obviously, proving that you're a very durable guy. And then I think two more seasons after that, you played another eighty-two games. Um, you know, was there, was there something that you did? Like, were you, were you training a certain way or was that just like, you know, just like uh, pure beast mode? <laughs> I mean, you know, the mentality I think of a hockey player now is, you know, the same as it was just, it's a little, it was a little bit more gung ho back then. Like, you know, you played through a lot of shit back then. You rally, you played through a bunch of stuff yourself. I mean, do you see guys that, you know, they limp into the rank, they get warmed up, they stretch and they go and they play a game and, and they play well. I mean, um, you know, part of it was that mentality. You're there to play. So you play as much as you play every night. I mean, I had a great streak going. I was, I don't know, I think I had maybe, you know, like you said, four or five years, or whatever, played every game or whatever. Um, but then things really went up to shit after that. <laughs> you know, I, got, I got hurt like, like three out of the four years after that, um, missed a ton of games. So, you know, just, like I said, I love playing hockey. Like, it was never a question I didn't want to play. If I could play, I was going to play, you know, that, that kind of thing. You know, now the guys are resting and, like, you know, they've got a little thing here. You know, it's different. They're, the, the game's much skilled. Guys are, you know, they're just a different little mentality. And I get guys are taking care of themselves and being smart. You know, there's a shitload of stuff that guys went out and played that wasn't smart. It just wasn't <laughs> smart to go out and play like that. 
Yeah. But, you know, like I said, it was a different mentality, different time. You know, I think that's, that's kind of why you have that. I, I remember Johnny, uh, you, uh, we were playing in the playoffs and you, and you sprained your ankle like really bad. Uh, we were playing Tampa, I believe. Yeah. And I mean, you come into the rink, you should, Riles, you should have seen his foot. I just looked like someone took a sledgehammer to it. It was, it was, and this guy played, I think he's, I'm pretty sure he scored two goals. I think we went three to one that night. I don't even know. He barely could walk into the rink and he gets that skate on. And I mean, people don't know that those sort of things about you guys. Cause you're not going to go to the meeting and be like, Hey, I played with a, you know, hurt ankle, right. but it was amazing. Uh, like I, I'll never forget that as long as I live. Like I've told that story a hundred times. Like I could not believe you were able to even skate. But uh, you, you were a warrior, man. But uh, that was awesome. You're right. It, it has changed a bit, though, uh, like you were saying. Um, well, I just feel back then, now. guys, guys that never took care of themselves as well as they do now. I mean, there was, there, was, there was certainly a few, but there's so much emphasis on, you know, strength and conditioning and recovery. And, and that doesn't guarantee you're going to play 82 games in a regular season either, right? I mean, the fact that you did that for how many years is, is impressive, whether it was just like, an act of yeah. God. And, you, you know, obviously in, in that era, there was still, it was still pretty, it was still pretty clutch and grab and, you know, bigger bodies floating around. And obviously you're, you're a big one yourself, but I, I just think that's pretty amazing. I just know like, you know, how much of a grind it is, uh, you know, to begin with and then to be able to endure that and, and not just endure it to score 50 three years in a row is, you know, is, um, is pretty amazing. So. I just wanted to really amazing. props, props to you for that. And then you did it, you know, a couple 40 goal seasons and, uh, you know, obviously yeah. that, that, you know, that, that line obviously was, uh, was something else. So pretty, pretty LOD. Amazing. Now, yeah. uh, now after you, Johnny, we had the, we had a Legion, but it was called the Legion of Poon. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Legion of Doom okay. with uh, Scotty Upshaw and, uh, <laughs> and Joffrey Loop, Loops. So they, were oh, called yeah. the, they were called the Legion of Poon. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Didn't know that. But they, they, yeah, that was it. It's, yeah. It comes up all the time. I see it all the time. That's, it? So funny, That's fine. But, but uh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't have quite the success you guys had on the ice. Maybe they did off. Off the ice. <laughs> they had a lot, a lot of talks. A lot of talks off the ice. Okay. But uh, anyway, <laughs> those guys. Those guys are good buddies of ours. I just never recognized them for that. So they they really didn't. Did. I don't know. <laughs> they got them out of town. They got yeah. them out of town. Well, I guess that's how you recognize them. Loop loops ended up going with uh, for for prongs. Actually, you think he was yeah. in the pronger deal? Oh, so. well, okay. Yeah, but anyway, uh, yeah, that was the other legion. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, me and Roz were talking too about it. something I never like really got to talk to you about. Like, man, you want a Stanley Cup? It's unbelievable. You want it one of the best places probably to play hockey, Montreal. I mean, <laughs> no obviously I don't know that, but you do, like you said, growing up and, and then you played there. Uh, what, what was that like, man? And that had to be just, that's a dumb question, but what was it like, man? Yeah. I mean, you know, growing up uh, an hour from there, every Saturday night I watched Montreal, Montreal play on hockey night in Canada. You know, I knew the tradition, obviously, you know, in the late seventies when they were winning cups year after year, I was watching and just glued to the TV you know, watching because that was the only hockey you could watch was them. I actually grew up a Bruins fan, but I, oh, I watched wow. just to watch hockey. You had to, you know, you watch Montreal play. Um, you know, the, the other cool thing about that was the old Montreal form. I mean, right. that place was a cathedral. It was just, I mean, it was so cool to be in that building and just be in that locker room with all the history and everything behind it. Um, and then win a Stanley Cup in that town. Um, you know, I, I'm sure it's great everywhere. You win a Stanley right, Cup. Yeah, There's no yeah. bad place to win a Stanley Cup. True, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I just think 
uh, you know, Montreal, they, they do appreciate it. Um, there's a, just a little bit more sophistication to it. Like they know kind of, you know, even though they got their 24 cups, I don't think they take it for granted. They, right. uh, they celebrated like that, like that was the first one too. And, um, you know, uh, you know, obviously careers over, you look back, um, you know, that's, it's been, it's, it's a great thrill of my career, obviously to, to win there uh, in, in Montreal, but, um, but it's incredibly disappointing that, you know, the height of my personal career, um, you know, we couldn't finish the job here in Philly. And so, you know, I so close a couple two times. or three teams that could have and should have won a Stanley Cup. Yeah, I, I agree, man. You guys, like, I left, went to the Phantoms. Uh, even, even your first year, I think we went to the the conference final that first year. The, the Devils ended up beating us. Uh, we fought back and tied that series. You you guys fought back and made it 2-2 because we lost the first two at home. And you know everyone's like, oh, this is over. We go into Jersey, Riles. The boys pull off two wins. Now it's, you know, you, you're back to even. And, and it looked like we were going into overtime in game five. And then Pell Pepe buried one from the blue line, came across the blue line, scored one late in the third. But anyway, um, you're right, man. And, and then, you know, you guys go to the finals in 97 and um, that didn't work out. And even even when the those guys came back and with the Devils of that series, yeah. um, you know, that, yeah. that was the year I thought you guys were – I thought that was the one you guys were yeah. going to we're going to yeah. win it. But um, you still like great years here, man. Like, but you, I understand what you mean though. But how, uh, we were talking also about like, uh, you played for Pat Burns, right? I did play for Burns. How, he was how, my how first was, coach up there. How was that? What was he like? I, I tell you what, well, um, after I left Montreal later on, I got a chance to spend some time with Burns and not a lot of time, but just get a chance to like, on a friendlier note, you know, not player coach. Yeah. Awesome guy. Got along great. We had great conversations. Great guy. Um, but as a rookie coming out of college, <laughs> Bernsey in Montreal, um, he was tough on me, which is great. I mean, it, you know, uh, there were some things that absolutely paid off in the long run for me. Um, but he was he was tough. Bernsey's tough, and uh, it's his other way of the highway. Um, you know, he's got that cop mentality that uh, you know he's not taking any shit from anybody, and um, you know, if, if you're not going to listen, then he'll do it through force. <laughs> you know, he just uh, you know. I, I liked him. Uh, I only got two years with him in Montreal, uh, but you know he was he was good. Yeah, I would have liked him to play me a little more, but yeah. <laughs> those things happen. I was gonna say when you won that cup there, uh, obviously we've had a couple guys on here with with, with uh, you know Stanley Cups, and, and we always ask like you know about the leadership group and you know going on that roster when you won. I mean, some pretty significant players and names uh, from Patrick Waugh, Dan Foose, and and everyone in between. Can can you talk a little bit about the uh, you know that core leadership group and, and and being on a team that wins, and then versus like you know not not that when you were at the Flyers had a poor leadership group because you guys came so close several times, and maybe even compared to maybe the modern day Flyers, like the current day Flyers, and maybe their lack of the, that core leadership. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge believer in you got to have experience to do things. Like you can't win without having a you know a 20 year vet and things like that. Right. But when we did win in Montreal, we had a great. Um, a great mix of everything. You know, we had Guy Carboneau, to me, was a great captain. I mean, rarely said stuff, but when he did, people listened. Um, I thought Carbo was a very smart hockey guy. He knew what he was talking about. He wouldn't just say things to say things. Um, you know, Patrick and Nat, Patrick never spoke that much, and when he did, uh, a lot of passion behind it, uh, a lot of feeling, and he, and he backed it up. I mean, Chris, 
game four, he came in the locker room. He goes, he goes, I don't care how long it takes, they're not scoring, guys. And he's game four of the Stanley Cup. He tells you they're not scoring. And he means it. It's just like yeah. I mean, the guy awesome, the guy puts that kind of confidence in everybody in the room, you know, like that. And then you guys had some other leaders, like I mean, like Mike Keane's a huge leader. Um, you know, you had uh, Rob Ramage, we got at the, at the deadline, that was a big leader. Um, you know, then you had, like you said, Dan Foos, JJ Daniel. We had, we had oh, a lot of guys. Yeah, I forgot about JJ. Yeah. We had a lot of guys that had a lot of experience on that team. And, um, you know, it, uh, it, it helped. It, it, we were down two nothing to start the series, start the playoffs that year. Two, and we lost both at home, just like you were talking about. We lost both games at home to Quebec. And uh, guys didn't panic. And that's kind of what it was. You know, you, you look to those guys and just, and it's not like you got to say anything. Just you can tell the body language, you can right. tell the feeling, just the conversation. It's just you know nobody's fake about it and that kind of crap. You know, it's like no big speeches. It was just kind of you know those guys like they uh you know they had a feeling. You know, you got a guy like Kirk Muller. And just you know you, you hang out on his lap and joking. Nothing's changed because he's not worried. He's like we're gonna be fine. So yeah, um, you know those are those are the kind of things that you know. It's not speeches. It's not, you know, a guy yeah. going out there fighting somebody or running a guy. You know, those are things that happen spontaneous that it means more than when it's set up and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I agree. That's yeah, quite, quite the quite the lineup you guys had there. And then, like, you know, I don't know if you have watched uh, the Flyers closely this year or not, um, but I just, like, we always talk about, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we always talk about, like, what's, you know, where's, where's the holes? Like, what's the, what's the missing piece and stuff like that? But to me, like, you know, I, I, I love G as you know as, as a, a leader, and they have some other leaders. But I just I just feel like that that surrounding cast, like that you know that uh, the little entourage is, is quite is not quite there from some of the teams that have won Stanley Cups in the in the past. Like there's just not enough like support um, in that in that role. And I just feel like there's just, you know like you said like that confidence where nothing really needs to be said. We just know you're going to go out there and do it. I just feel like they almost do the opposite where they f- almost find ways to crumble. Um, and I don't know, from, from my experience, I'm just always thinking that maybe it's just the lack of, I don't, I don't want to say, uh, say experience. Cause there could be some really good young leaders, you know, and you've seen that with the old Edmonton Oilers teams and stuff like that. But I don't know. I was, I just wanted to see your, your take on that from, you know, if you observe just anything. From, yeah. Just from watching. I mean, obviously they got off to a great start, um, and, uh, things they were doing well. Um, they've got, you know, there's some personnel problems they had or whatever, but as far as like, you know, the thing that you're getting at with leadership, um, what really struck me is the last 10 games watching them play. Yeah. Uh, that looked like a team that didn't give a shit. That looked like a team that hated their coach. Um, they didn't take much pride in much. Um, you know, it didn't look like there was a whole lot of energy and I get it. You know, the playoffs are out of reach, but there's also some pride in your yeah. team and your teammates and, um, I don't know. There's a couple of games. I'm not saying every game, but uh, there was a couple of games I saw it and just like, I mean, this is garbage. They don't even want to be there. And it's yeah. kind of, you know, you wonder. Um, as far as the internal leadership with like, you know, Voracek, G and those guys, I'm not around there. I don't know them. I don't know them that well enough to even comment on that. Um, they could be, you know, it could be other things that are going on. I'm not, I'm not there. So I, I don't, I don't want to comment on that. Sure. Um, I'm just going to comment on what I saw and yeah. it was the last, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that would have happened in my years here in the Flyers. I can tell you that. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, at least you've gone down swinging, you know, not, not necessarily in the, the fight, but That's just the like you just go down with some, some jam. 
I, I played on a shitty team. When my first year when I got out of here, I went to Pittsburgh. We were terrible. Yeah. And uh, but it was just like guys have some pride, you know. And you know, we weren't we, we weren't winning every night, but we were at least putting an effort in. I mean, it yeah. wasn't like we were we weren't giving points away. I mean, we were a man, but we were still guys were working hard, um, fighting for spots next year or whatever they wanted. But um, you know, guys came to play. They, yeah. You know, that's that's what you got to do. Yeah, they weren't just laying egg after egg after egg like they had like those last ten games, like you said. Like, how bad is the egg going to be tonight? You know, it's like you almost go into the game wondering, you know, how bad they're going to blow it. But uh, yeah, it's just uh, it was it was it was it was a kind of a frustrating season for you know for well, for everybody, but just like you know the way they started and showed that they had some hope and some some jam there out of the gates, but then it's just, it's it's kind of slowly disappeared. So I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Just having being around like legitimate leaders and and le- legitimate teams that, you know, that, that know how to win, you know, it's almost like they just founding found ways to lose almost, especially towards the end. They were, they were, well, they had, at that point already thrown, thrown the towel in, but. And to me, the biggest indicator is, I mean, look at all those games at the end here. They always fell behind. And then when it's out of reach, everybody wants to play and get their cookies. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most bullshit thing going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's um, like, I can remember playing on some us teams and stuff like that. Brett Hall wouldn't go play the last 10 minutes if we were beating the team, but he's like, I don't want to get out of there. We're playing those, like, those U.S. tournaments. Like, I don't need to be out there. For what? You know? Because <laughs> he's like, I got, we got another game in two days and stuff. He's ready to go. Like, that, like, Holly didn't want the extra, you know, the open net and shit like that. He wanted to play, you know? It's about yeah. winning. Yeah. Um, and if you look at those last 10 games with, with the Flyers or whatever, like I said, you know, they always fell behind by two or three goals. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they lose by one, but it wasn't, that wasn't the game. It wasn't like, you know, they gave a game with a goal with five minutes left because the game was tied all the way. Through, right. You know? yeah. yeah, I know for sure. It's it, was, it, was, it was frustrating. It was a frustrating year, disappointing year, I think, from what we saw last year. Pretty good run, you know, uh, ran into probably, obviously, a better team with the Islanders. And I think everybody's expectations were really high this year. I know it didn't help losing Niskin and Johnny, but I mean, Niski was really good, really good for Provi. But I mean, one guy like he, your season can't go to shit. Like, but if that. you look at those five D, take Provorov out of that equation. I mean, you know, that's Niski was what they were missing big time more than anything. Yeah, yeah. because all yeah. those guys panic every time they unbelievably panic. Yeah, I mean, and look at how they played last year. You know, look at like Myers and Sen, like all those guys. Yeah. They had decent ends. Like they, there was a promise. There was a lot to look forward to. Right. And it almost like they went backwards this year because they had nobody really to, to kind of learn from. And yeah, we, you learn more from your teammates and doing stuff and talking with them on the bench and the playing and stuff than most coaches. I mean, those coaches can help you with the X's and O's and stuff. But as far as you, you know, growing yourself as a player and things like that, you know, a lot of these guys learn from like uh, you know a solid veteran who's not going to panic out there. Can like you know, make them feel comfortable. You said that perfect, Johnny, because uh, someone had asked us before, like, what what was so good about Niski? And I was like, I was only there for 46 games last season, but he was so calm and he kept, you know, he wasn't, he's not a very loud guy, but he didn't have to be like you said about some other players, but he did keep everything calm. He did fit in with Provorov really well, uh, but he kept the kids like Sanheim and Myers he was just, he was so calm and he, and there were times on the bench where he'd be like, boy, suck, relax. Everything's fine. You know, like just yeah. little things like, like you're saying. And it, it, you know, 
I was hoping that wasn't going to make, I don't, I can't, you can't put, maybe say that it was just that reason that they had a bad season, because like you said, like, it looked like some guys had kind of just maybe, I don't want to say quit, but you know, it, it just got ugly. It got ugly as it kept going. <laughs> uh, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't pretty. That's for sure. But <laughs> anyway, um, I was just thinking about Johnny, you were talking about, you had a few years here, there where I think your, your back was bothering you. And, uh, Riles, I don't know if I told you this, but, um, our old, uh, good buddy, uh, God bless him, passed away a few years ago. Uh, Chris Felix, uh, he was our medical guy, you know, cat, uh, you knew cat, uh, Riles, uh, one day Johnny was getting ready to come back and he, he comes down and he's got his gear on. He says, Hey, throw your gear on. We'll, you know, we'll go out and play. So Johnny's going to play me and this kid that worked for me, Jordan. And then cat was in that. We're just one on two. Right. And, uh, so Johnny's like messing around. We can't even catch him, you know, obviously, but he comes in there. We've been playing about 20 minutes and Johnny takes kind of a half slapper. I mean, obviously <laughs> you don't want to get hit with it. Well, cat, as he called himself El Gato when he was in that. <laughs> 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 That's what he called himself El in that. Uh, El Gato. Yeah. So he, Johnny White, like, has got the stick back, you know, to take the shot. Well, Cat's already putting the glove up because you know he's going to blow it by him, right? So he gets his hand up and he closes it, and the puck hits the outside of his glove. Cat fucking throws the glove off, and, and you know, I go get the puck. He, he stopped it. He's lucky as hell, but it hits the outside of the glove, which I didn't know. I thought it hit the inside. Throws the glove off, grabs his hand, and Johnny's like, Jesus, I'm sorry, bud. And I'm like, come on, Cat, get up. Like, we're playing. He goes like this and blood squirting out of his finger. <laughs> broke the tip of his finger. Blood's fucking flying. Johnny's like, oh my God, he felt so bad. But I feel I, bad. I fucking laughed just because I'm like going, oh, he, you know, and he, he, he goes like this and blood's fucking flying out of his hand. Oh my God. The worst part of that was watching Cat walk around with a bandage about this <laughs> on his fucking finger. Well, he wanted everybody to ask what happened. Exactly. I take one of Johnny's shots. And exactly. The old corn dog. I was telling him that I didn't want to took the shot and did it to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, Johnny, his son, Colin, won the national championship this year. Yeah, oh, yeah, at UMass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw Colin play a couple times with UMass. Good player. Plays yeah. hard. Yeah, Plays really hard. Yeah, he uh, – he, uh, me and Neil Little uh, went to Pitt to watch. Oh, we watched the sim- yeah, we watched the semifinal game. We weren't able to stay all weekend, but okay. we went up, got to see him play. It was awesome. Good. It was awesome. He played really well. Good for you. Yeah, man. Uh, so it's, speaking about Holly and USA, man, how cool was that uh, 96 win in the World Cup, man? That, that was, like, awesome. I got to hang around in the room there for that week. You guys were in Philly, man, and uh, – I was on the bench uh, for the game against Canada there. What an intense game, man. That, that, that game got wild right away, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, that, so you were the, the playoff, the final round then. Is that when no. you opened up with the fight? Well, it was before. Oh, wait. We played them oh, first. yeah, you're right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was we a game. We played them first here, and then we both won our, our pools. That's right. And then we had one here and then two in, uh, in Montreal. Yeah, that's right. My fault. And then the one that opened up here for the finals, um, Chucky, Billy, yep. all those guys started off with a brawl. Yeah. Um, but it was, I mean, honestly, that set the tempo. Those guys, like, I don't give a shit who you think you are. You're not going to push us around and right. not scare you. Um, awesome. You know, we lost, we ended up losing that game, but we, uh, you know, we came back and won the series. And yeah. That, that was, was some of the best hockey, uh, you know, I was a part of. 
um, being a part with all those guys. Uh, that U.S. group was awesome to be around. You know, they're all obviously they're all great players, but it just it was a good group of guys too. It was yeah. a lot of fun that month for the World Cup. I, I remember uh, being in the locker room there the one day. At, I don't know what the hell. I was probably putting towels away or something. And and some of the boys were in the in the hot tub. And, and at the time, that's a big hot tub, right? It's the center because yeah, yeah. the building's new. This thing looks like a yeah. damn pool. Billy Garrett comes in, does a damn flip. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's going to break his neck into right into the pool. Does a flip right in the pool. There's other guys in the pool too, Riles. You know right. that pool. Yeah. But uh, that, that was cool. Um, I got to do the World Cup in 2016 and it went absolutely the opposite way that it went for you guys. Right. My God, I was so pumped. Uh, it, it was still a, a great experience, but um, you know, you, you got to play in two Olympics as well. Um, I was fortunate enough. I got to go to 2010 as an equipment right. guy. And uh, that was probably the highlight of my, like, I don't say career, but my, my working in hockey, it was the, it was the best two. It was Vancouver, right? Yeah, it was Vancouver. And I mean, mean, close. I know we won every game to the final game, obviously to to the gold medal game, but even that game. That was a great team though too. That was a great team. That was a great Olympic team you guys had. It it was, it was so much fun, man. Um, God, I I can only imagine getting to play like, like yourself, like you did, but uh that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, the Olympics are fun. I mean, when we went to Nagano, we didn't do well. Um, that whole it wasn't it just it wasn't good from the get go. But we it was on us too. We didn't play well. We just didn't play well. But uh, the whole Olympics experience and being part of the Olympics and say you were an Olympian and stuff like that, uh, it's very cool. I don't know if you can see in the back. Can you see that yep. torch? Yeah. Um, so when we did Salt Lake, they have different athletes do, uh, they run through the torch to get it all the way out to Salt Lake. Um, so I got a chance to run like a quarter mile or whatever with the torch and be part of the, the relay. Did oh, you awesome. take your time? Did you run as slow as possible just to take it there? Yeah, they, they put a pace with you because they don't, yeah. you got to hurry up, but you got to, you know, yeah, you can take your time a little bit and soak it in. I might have moonwalked a little bit with that thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, and they give everybody a replica, which is kind of cool. That's, That's really, really cool. cool. You know, when we went to Salt Lake, we got to the finals gold medal game and, uh, you know, obviously the gold's everything. Um, yeah. You know, silver walked away with the medal. That's okay. But, um, yeah, it's being being a part of the Olympics is it's a cool experience. And I mean, you, you probably saw it like you're down in the cafeteria with all these other Olympians from yeah. all these different sports and stuff. And it's, it just it's, it's something that's really cool. It was it was it was a cool. I, I remember. I mean, obviously, I wasn't playing. I was the pigeon. I'm doing equipment. But I just remember going out on the bench and then it hit me like seeing the Olympic symbol all around the rink. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this is like what I've watched, you know, since 1980, you know, the, the Miracle on Ice. And just right. every year, everyone watched basically watched the Olympics. And I just remember like pinching myself going, this is amazing. It was it was the best time I think I've ever had for two weeks anyway. Um Yeah, I can't say I know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I may have had a little bit too much fun a couple nights, but it's, oh, yeah. it was Vancouver. Oh, it was it was Vancouver, so oh yeah, you land <laughs> yeah. up at the Roxy, I'm sure. I couple couple times. <laughs> uh, Johnny, I was going to ask you uh, going back to the, your Flyers days. Uh, I believe you played for five different coaches while you were there. Um, Terry like five hundred at times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was Terry Murray? Terry Murray was Did the first count coach. Cash? Did you count Cash as one oh, of the coaches? Oh, no. I, 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 didn't I told play. you Cashman as Cash. Cash coached for about two weeks. Didn't like it. Just, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> so six. <laughs> oh, man. That's right. Cash, man. That's incredible. Cash was awesome. He's, he's an assistant coach, though, and he knew it. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't want to be a coach. <laughs> was, At least he's I honest. Was. Well, he I'm, was. I'm was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you get the most success with uh, with Terry Murray as far as point production. I mean, I, maybe you know when I first got there, Terry was a coach. Terry played the hell out of us. I mean, yeah. You know, we were kind of clicking, and uh, there was nights where Terry played us. At that time, we played 20 minutes or more. That's a lot. I mean, you, now you get, you know, crazy some guys playing 25 minutes and stuff like that. We didn't. I don't think we ever stretched it like that. But um, you know, we played a lot. He, he put us out there a lot, put us in a lot of great situations. So I don't know what the numbers are, but it wouldn't surprise me if I, you know, had most of it with Terry. Um, but I had some other guys that came through that were they were good, like. I mean, Roger, there's not a better guy on this earth than Roger. You know, he was awesome. And he um, just, uh, he made hockey a lot of fun, laughed a lot. Yeah. Um, he's a smart guy. He was, he was yeah. a smart guy. You know, like he had his own way of doing things, but uh, uh, he really, he made coming to the rink a lot of fun. He, he, uh, Johnny, I think you knew this. I had him and uh, um, I was with him in Florida. My very yeah. first year out of college, I was, I was uh, in Florida and, uh, I, you know, being around the rink, you know how guys talk, you, you, you kind of lose, you, you know, the F-bombs, it's just, just whatever you're around guys. But I never, I couldn't believe Roger didn't swear. Hey, Riggs, like he didn't swear. And it made me laugh because the reason I laughed because he'd be like, cheesy cripes. He would say stuff like for, for crack's sakes, you know, he would say stuff like that. And I'm like, what did he just say? You know, like until I, and then I got to know him, you know, and I, I was, it was funny. I would give him rides all the time uh, to the, he would, he would come to the rink super early. And sometimes he'd ride his bike. Sometimes someone would pick him up, I guess. But then I would take him back home at lunch. And then he would ride his back his bike back to the rink to watch hockey all night. He would right. sit at the rink and watch games all night. But he was one of the nicest men, I mean, I've, I've ever met. Like, he he was just such a nice guy. And uh, yeah. he made me laugh at one night. He, I can't remember his um, – I think he ended up – I'm not sure if he ever got married, but it was his girlfriend. And she had come down, and he came into the medical room, and he was like, Sudsy, cheesy, cripesies. I was necking with. He goes, I was necking with Kathy or whatever her name was last night. Necking. He's like, you know, like they were kissing. Goes, like we, were, we were necking last night, and I'm sore. My neck's killing me. And my my old man goes, you were doing what? And he's like, we were necking, you know, kissing and stuff. And he's like, oh, Roger, you get lucky. Oh, gee, crap's sake, Sudsy, just stop, just fix my neck. You know, like uh, it was just. I just loved yeah. him. He was he was such a nice man. Yeah. God bless him. He was, he was a good dude. Sure was. And you played a couple of years. <laughs> he got the all time best story though. Did he ever tell you the story when he got fired and they made him in Toronto and they made him coach that night? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? No, I never heard that. I, the gist of it. I don't, the details are hysterical. <laughs> I don't know all the details. Like, he told it to us the one night we were just sitting around talking and stuff. He gets fired in the morning after the morning skate. <laughs> goes, all right. He goes home. They call at four o'clock. We go, we don't have a coach. We need you to sit on the bench and coach the team tonight. No way. <laughs> and he went and he oh, went. Yeah. Roger went. Did it. Wow. That's the kind of guy yeah, he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that just shows exactly. his character. Man. Oh, Probably proud God. as can That's be, so dude, right? I mean, he's just such a, such a good human. He, he was. That's incredible. Right? I haven't heard that. He, were you, were you with us when we went up to his cottage and had training camp in Peterborough? Yeah. I was with the Phantoms, but I, w- I was up there. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Who was the dumb prick that ran <laughs> Paul Healy? Which guy? We had to run Paul Healy. Oh, Paul Healy. Yeah, heater. Okay, yeah. So we we have a training camp up there, and we're Rogers having a cookout. And part of the cookout is we're going to do 
you can either do a 30 mile bike or a six mile run time. It's kind of your summer in you're in shape. You got to come back and they time you and see if you were in shape coming back. And I guess Healy did the run and the kid was in phenomenal shape. Like he just unbelievable. And uh, so he went running, but he made a wrong turn. I guess he ran an extra mile. Still came in like third. <laughs> <laughs> he ran an extra. He was in good shape, that kid. He was. That's right. Oh but, my uh, god. Yeah, it was just kind of cool being up at Rogers Cottage and all that. We were yeah, in Peterborough. Peterborough's a small little nice little town. That was fun. It, yeah, it was fun. That was a lot of fun. We we told the story. We had Friggy, right? Friggy yeah. on on the podcast a, a while back, and I the first time I ever saw Fridge. I didn't know who he was at the time because I think you guys, like you and uh, Danny McGillis, and someone someone handed handed us some cash. Said go get some lunch because we had every we drove up a little earlier than you guys, and you guys came in and we had everything set up. So we had time before dinner. We had a meeting at dinner uh, around dinner time back at the rink. I think is where we where we met. But e- either way, so me and Turk and I think Joey uh, Rivera Hedgehog, he was working with me at the time. So we and Rusty Pearl. Rusty was with us. Yeah. So we, we, we go to, uh, we go to the bar to get something to drink. And, you know, uh, we look over at the bar and it's like, it's like one in the afternoon and there's this kid sitting there. He's got long white hair. It's down to uh, over his shoulders, turns around, his teeth are everywhere. <laughs> he hadn't lost him yet. And, uh, he's got a dart in one hand and he's got just a straight up like whiskey drink. And he's drinking. I'm, and, for you. And, yeah. And, and yeah. And I'm, and I just remember saying, good God, I like, I feel like I should like pay for that guy's drink, man. I, he looks like he's in rough shape. So fast forward four hours, we go into the meeting and I see this kid come walking in. I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, Rusty. I'm like, that's the dude that was sitting at the bar. He's a fucking kid. He's like 20, 19 or 20. I don't even know how old he was at that time, but that was the year too, Johnny. I don't, you probably don't remember this, but, they brought a guy in named Gary Kupal for camp and he had been banned from fucking every league in the I world. I remember that. I don't remember, remember him, but I remember that story for some reason, like the Kupal thing. Yeah. He had a, he had a shaved head. He was banned from junior hockey. Yeah, yes. That's right. And, and uh, so he was on Eric's team. I don't know if you were on Eric's team, but there were four teams. Right. And, you know, and uh, anyway, we had Steve McLaren. We called him stone cold Steve McLaren yeah. with the Phantoms. I and I, he was really tough. So him and Coop had fought before. So they like line up and they fight and it's right where I'm sitting at the bench. And all you hear is just these two just pop, pop all over their heads. But Coop took the worst of it. He comes uh-huh. into the thing, takes his helmet off. He had knots. I had to open his helmet up all the way just to put it back. And then Woody uh, McLaren is like yelling over, that wasn't a good one for me. Let's go again. And Coop's like, okay, buddy, no problem. They drop them again as soon as they come out. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, man? It was crazy. But, yeah, that was fun uh, going up there. That was that was actually like, – we had to drive. That wasn't much fun. Yeah, yeah. But I got to fly back with, with you guys, though, so I, I kind of got lucky there yeah. on, the, on the way back. But uh, that, that was a lot of fun, Johnny, actually. Um, it was funny, too. Uh, quick, Roger was uh, in Florida. We had the big meeting and there were like, I mean, there were close to 80 guys at that camp because it was a, you know, inaugural season. And um, there were so many players and he had a meeting and he's like, I don't want you guys fighting against each other. The preseason games are for that puck drops. There must've been 20 <laughs> fights that day, you know, in the two games. I oh, mean, it was, all kinds of fights it there, was yeah. a shit show, man, in Florida. I mean, I'm like, I said, to, I remember saying to my dad and one of the other guys, Gordy Herbert, I was like, 
Roger told him they can't fight. And he's like, they're going to fight because they want to make the team. And they, I know what he told them, but trust right. me, he, he ain't going to say anything to them. But God, it was, I, that was my first camp. And I'm like, these guys are on the same, like, you know, they're killing each other. Every guy's yeah. trying to make it, but it, it was, it was crazy, man. Oh man. It's <laughs> a lot different back then. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Back then. You, yeah, you nasty brought up uh Friggy. John, you gotta have, you gotta have a good Friggy story. Cause this, this, this guy, man. There's just so many. I mean, it's so many. Just, oh, it's it's almost like you, you can't believe some of the shit that he does. <laughs> That's it. Um, there's not a guy I play with that made me laugh more than Frigi. I agree. Really yeah. um, the dude puts a smile on my face every time I see him. Uh, he was a, a great teammate. You know, obviously, you know, I, I appreciate everything he does on the ice, sticking up for you and, you know, and Fritz can play. Fritz can yeah, see man. like the win. God, he was a freak. Yeah, he's powerful. He, he, freak athlete, he's man. Do it all. He just the brain couldn't realize and register everything. Sometimes that he just get a little lost out there. But um, you know, he he physically could play the game really well. Um, but you know, obviously the stuff too, the you know, sticking up for his teammates, what he did was awesome. Um, but yeah, the guys just you know between. When we had the new uh, skate zone, they had the cold tub and the hot tub there. Yeah. The Fridgey get down. He probably told you the story, did he? No, 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 yeah. no. I'm just. No, uh, so there's a cold tub and a hot tub, like one, so you go back and forth or whatever. They're pretty good size. And guys would be going back and forth, so it was all tile and it'd get wet. Well, Fridgey found out that he could slide on it. So he came from, like running in and sliding on his feet, you know, like, you know, big entrance. Well, then he upped it. He get naked and come flying in on his belly like a snail. Oh God! So he does that one that. day, and Hitch is sitting in the hot tub. So Fridgey comes flying in like a seal, and he's looking up at Hitch, and Hitch is just like, "What is wrong with you? What are you doing? Yeah. Jesus Christ, Fridge! What are you doing?" Oh, that was um, such. That's great. It's just there's like I, like I said, every day he was doing something. Yeah, um, he always makes you laugh or smile. Uh, he's he's uh, he was a great teammate. Yeah, still to this day, he hasn't matured one bit. I mean, he, I mean, and I say that with respect because I love the guy to death. But you know, like he just like pulls shit of his ass, like you know, like he. Like he was like 18, 17, 18 years old again, you know, like just like, there's just, there's just, you know, there's just no, he is a child. Yeah. He's he's a a beautiful child. Yeah. Oh man. He's funny. I was, we were also another thing uh, real quick about Hitch, Johnny. Um, Did he ever tell you you were playing the wrong way? (laughs) Jesus, Johnny, what the fuck? Fuck. Fuck. All the time. Yeah. I remember Scotty Upshaw was telling me the one time he's like, he he calls me in and he says, um, "You're out of the lineup tonight." And he's like, "Why? We play our line was great last night, you know." Blah blah blah. And he goes, "You're playing sideways." He goes, "What the fuck does that mean, <laughs> Hitch? I'm playing sideways. What the fuck yeah. does that mean?" And Hitch is like, "He's like, well, you're just not playing the right way." He goes, "We were awesome last night. We were we had uh, two guys. They were on. He was playing on the fourth line at the time. They had two goals, and and I guess they had." a really good game or whatever, but he goes, I'm yeah. not, he goes, I'm not sitting tonight. He walks out and he played. Yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah he played. Well, that's what he it was against though. us. It was against oh, us. Was yeah. yeah. Flyers. Yeah. Yeah. If you didn't stick up the hedge, then he just steamrolled. That's why. Yeah. He really had, he, he had to. Um, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Hitch is a very good coach. He's smart. He knows what he's yeah. doing. Uh, but I did not enjoy him as a coach. 
<laughs> well, I, I only had him for about nine games. And then that yeah, was when uh, uh, he, yeah, you too. Yeah. Roz was there. Um, yeah. But he, I was lucky because he was really good to me. And he, he called me, the guys made fun because he called me young Derek, young Derek, what's up. But he, <laughs> he would, he was so nice to me. And then he would walk down the hall and he wouldn't, someone would say hi to him. He wouldn't even talk back to him, you know, but I right. was lucky because he loved Johnny Stevens. So Johnny was like, this guy's my guy, blah, blah, blah. So whatever. Okay. But um, I've told this story before, but I got to tell you this because you probably never heard it, but quickly we're playing in uh, the devils in, in uh, the old building in continental airline arenas, I think is what it was called. And uh, something happened in the morning, there was a flood or something. And so I call hitch and I'm like, Hey, like, I don't know if we're gonna be able to skate. They got all these people they are ripping stuff up. And he's like, well, I'm on my way in. So we'll check it out. You know? So I'm like, all right. So he gets there and he sees it's a shit show. And he's like, all right, call Patty and tell him to leave the gang at the hotel and we'll go over things there. Right. So I'm like, okay. So Harry and I start taking the, the jerseys down, start putting the game stuff up. And he goes, young Derek, what's that song? My hips don't lie. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he says, yeah, that, you know, that song. I was like, Shakira. He goes, yeah. He goes, put that on. And I'm like, okay. So I plug my, my, what were they then? iPods? Yeah, iPods. <laughs> yeah. Things are gone. I put the iPod on, I find the song and I, and I put it on. Johnny, he stood there the entire four minutes of that song, however long it is, chewing bubble. You know, that we have yeah. that uh, double bubble. It right. loses its flavor. He must have eaten 40 pieces in the four minutes. He just kept doing it, spitting them out. But the thing is, he like had his hands on his hip, tapping his feet to the whole song. Oh, no. and he goes, the whole song chewed about 20 pieces of gum. And then he goes, all right, guys, see you tonight. You know, and, I, and we just... Bricks and I just look at each other and go, what just happened, man? <laughs> if anyone would have said, I wish I would have had a phone that recorded that. That would have been awesome. I mean, uh, that would have been legendary. What's that legendary. song? <laughs> My hips don't lie. <laughs> the thing is, though, I can picture that the whole foot tap with your hands on his hips. <laughs> yeah. You can just picture hips doing that. It's just too funny. Oh, it was amazing, man. That is too oh, funny. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, he was, uh, I saw him a uh, couple times. <laughs> swing back into the boards there and some boards moved and i saw twice beer in a guy's hand go right in his face oh, yeah. hit oh my god well he would oh, he would do that all the time he had his arms but he would lean back yeah. and hit the glass and i saw twice <laughs> fucking beers and people are banging on the glass Pissed at him, yeah. oh man That's awesome. uh, anyway <laughs> what a beauty there was uh there was a pretty good story with uh with him and uh freddie meyer upstairs in the weight room uh hitch would hitch would get on his bike and do his hour cardio and read the paper and and, and hardly even sweat and then he'd get off and he'd do his foam roller routine right? he comes off the one day and 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 he and he and he looks at the foam roller and there was like a little a little dent in the side of it and he looks at freddie he's like freddie he's like are you are you bending these foam rollers? Are you over rolling or something like that? And I was trying to push the blame on Freddie. I was like, "Whoa, settle down there, chopper." <laughs> oh, what did Freddie play at one sixty five? Yeah, exactly. I jacked one sixty five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, pump, pump the brakes, in. Yeah. Oh my god, man! Yeah, that's it wasn't it. Freddie, that's man. It. All right. I don't think I don't think Freddie bent that thing. No, I very much doubt that. Oh, that's so, that's so funny, man. Yeah. yeah we, it, <laughs> He's remembered, though. I tell you what, Hitch will be remembered wherever he goes. 
Yeah. Yeah. He makes an impression. Good, bad, or indifferent. He makes an impression. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. Chief, you know, Craig, obviously, you know, Chief really well, but uh, he, he played for Hitch. And, um, you know, he said he, he did he coach with him in St. Louis? No. 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 Okay. no he hey, back in the day in the, in the Western League, right? Hitch? No. No. He played Chief. for Hitch. Yeah. 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 Back no. In the he day. said, did he, yeah. He said, did he coach with him in St. Louis? Oh, yeah. No. I said, no. No. But, <laughs> Oh man, he had a couple good stories about Hitch, but he liked Hitch. He, you know, he 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 liked Hitch and said he learned a bit, quite a bit from him. But yeah, he's a smart guy. I, yeah, I don't think he's a great human being, but I think he's a pretty good hockey guy. Like, right, I, I respect him as a hockey guy. Like, I mean, you know, he did a good job coaching us here. He didn't always like everything, but it, you know, I respect what he did and why he did it and things like that. Um, yeah, like I said though, as a person, he, you know, he treated a lot of people like garbage. Yeah, for reason. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, I don't, as a person, I'm not a big fan, but right. He's a good coach. Yeah. I had that experience too. You know, I, I, I respected his, uh, his hockey sense, but there was some holes in, in some of the conversations. I only had him for nine games too. Like some of the conversations I had with him, just, I think it just comes back to having say experience. Like he never, he never played the game. So you can't, I, I just can't believe some of the things he had said to me, like as if he had experienced some of these moments that he was talking about, you know what I mean? You don't know what it's like to fight. You don't know what it's like to lose a fight. You don't know what it's like to go back and fight once you've lost a fight. You know, so like some of the conversations I had, I was just like, you, you lost me. You know what I mean? Just maybe just, I'd rather just sit here and talk X and O's and learn the game a little bit more, but please don't talk about, you know, what it's like to dig in the trenches and, and get your, <laughs> and, and then, and go yeah, back exactly. and do it again. But, um, you know, so it was just a disconnect, but you know, you obviously, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I gotta respect his his track record and and what he's accomplished. But there was just some some a little bit of friction there, personality wise, where it's just like it just he kind of lost me. You know, he kind of lost me just the way you, you treat certain people, the way you talk to certain people. But um, well, you 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 could see it that year he didn't have anyone on board uh, yeah, at the beginning was, of that year. I mean, not that the team we it was a tough year anyway. It was the worst team in, in Flyers. I should say worst team, but worst record in Flyers yeah, history. That was tough. Um, that year. It was it was a tough year. That was the year after the, which year was that? It was 2006, I believe, 2006, yeah, 2007. Yeah. It was, a, it was uh, the 40th year of the team. Right. So right. Yeah, it was, it was a tough year. Uh, Homer Clarkie stepped down, Homer stepped in and then made some really good moves. And next year we we're in the conference finals, right. um, you know, against yeah. Pitt. But uh, anyway, yeah, it was, uh, I had a fuck couple good funny stories in my nine games with hitch anyway so <laughs> the hips don't lie i'll never forget that lie. as long as i live yeah, that's something else. I, I i i almost fell over when he's up excuse me so you want to speak into my good ear what'd you just say my <laughs> hips don't lie what's <laughs> scarier is that on your ipod nasty well that's true that's, that, <laughs> that is, is. <laughs> you have to remember i'm not making excuses but i had daughters so uh, okay. there was right. a lot of there was a lot pass. of things on there there were a lot of things on there that that is a good point i would have to skip i would <laughs> have to skip heard you it up right away, which is something else <laughs> no, <laughs> I got it right here i was just listening to it <laughs> <laughs> no i honestly god you know what i mean times i had to like fast forward a song would come on and be like beauty and the beast you know it's just like that because the girls would listen get hitch all excited with those songs <laughs> yeah hitch, he loved it <laughs> dance party he loves Shakira hey I'm just happy you like Shakira oh well, who does I don't know if, you know who wouldn't shaking her hips anyway um <laughs> Hitch wasn't shaking that good he was just tapping oh, the foot. Little toe tap. oh Johnny so we, we we go play golf me and Homer Homer 
uh, myself and Hitch go play golf. Uh, and I, you know, I, I'm hearing, oh, he's a really good golfer, right? And not to be mean, but it's hard to look at at him as a specimen and, and think that he could play golf. Okay. You know, by looking at him, I'm definitely not making fun of him, but I just, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So we go play. Hits his tee shot, Johnny, so far left. <laughs> and we're playing, we're playing uh, one of those linked courses. You're not going to find a ball. <laughs> I mean, it went so far left. Homer actually put his down the middle. I didn't do too bad. I was able to find my ball anyway. So I'm like, Hitch, you know, I, I jump out of the car. And I'm like, Hitch, I'll help you find it. Eh, no, I got it. I got it, young Derek. And I'm like, all right, there's no way this guy's getting up that hill and finding that ball. Well, somehow the ball ended up just in the rough to, to, <laughs> to the left. Dang he it. hit that, Johnny, he hit that ball so far left. And, and so he goes, found it. And I'm, I look at Homer and I'm like, fucking kidding me. It was, you know, and Homer just kind of shakes his head. Right. So that's, of course, I'm not going to say anything. Right. Hits his next shot. And I'm trying to think of the course. I'm sure you played it, Johnny. It's over. It's over in, um, God, it's at Lynx course. Oh, I can't think of the name of it. Coatsy does commercials for it. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But anyway, so his next shot goes straight into the woods to the right of where the green is. It's a par, it's a par five. So he hits it into the woods. I mean, dead in the middle of the trees. Gets out of the cart. I'm like, Hitch, you only have, nope, I got it, young Derek. No problem. Find it right on the edge again somehow. <laughs> hits it. Oh, hits the next shot over up. the green. Oh, yeah. Over the green. <laughs> back to the other side of the green. I, I swear I'm I swear I'm get so he's about he's he's hit the ball four times now. He's back on the other side of the green, chips it up in three putts. So he, he got like an eight or nine for a five. <laughs> I got a par. I got a par there, boys. Homer goes, what? Are you fucking kidding me? He goes, you hit the oh. ball about 10 times. And it calls him out. And I'm like, oh, shit. he's like, no, I found I found him. He's like, well, hit, you just putted it three times. He's like, just, well, the second one was good. He goes, OK, you got a seven then. <laughs> just giving it to him. Oh, oh man, it was so. But you know what, Johnny? I think he parred the next eight holes, and they were legit pars. I'm not yeah, kidding. He you. Like he, he was good. He was actually okay. good. He did par. He parred the next uh, seven or eight holes. Like he doesn't he, matter. He's still a cheater. Yeah, he cheated. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> what I said. And I said to Homer, I said, "Well, if you're not cheating, you're not trying." You know. And he goes, "Fuck that." He goes, "We're playing for money." <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, but it was it was it was funny. He's like, "I got it." But ball was so far out of bounds, you no way would have found the damn things. But it was Jesus I have seen him take a swing, and it, you know it's a, the most unorthodox swing you've ever seen. But he somehow connects with it and and, and drives the, the, the thing pretty damn good. It's like a three part <laughs> yeah, swing. Yeah. It's like a three part swing. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Oh three yeah. <laughs> but yeah, hey, props to him for crushing it. We we were uh, we were talking to uh, uh, Max Talbot um johnny earlier he's on our he's on our uh, next show as well and yeah. uh he was he was talking about his first time he got caught up he goes man he goes i walk into he's like i'm in the room i think he said his first game was against the doubles he goes i got john and claire mario lemieux you know and, and then i said something about it and sid he goes fuck sid he was a kid man i was looking at these <laughs> other guys you know i was looking at johnny and, and uh and uh, yeah. mario and these guys but uh i thought that was cool I, and I, I forgot it i wasn't even thinking man i mean i knew you played in pit for uh you know a short time but yeah. it's funny how like i try like, to forget it too but dude, yeah. <laughs> well it, it's funny because like you know he was opposite he played in pit one you know won a cup there and then he yeah. ends up in philly it was a, a big pretty big deal for him to leave there and go to philly but sure you know you you did the yeah. opposite like rick talk did the same thing too talking it up in pit 
Yeah. After after Philly, so it, it's kind of ironic. You know what though? I I enjoyed like being a part of that team. Like I got to play with all those guys. You know, like with obviously with Sid, Flurry, Malkin, um, you know, Whitney. Uh, oh yeah. Corbin, all those guys that won the cup. You know. Yeah. Tal was a Tal was a you know Max was a big part of those cups. You know. He's really valuable, you know, the way he killed penalties and checked. I mean, he was yeah. a big part of those cup teams. Um, so when I got there, they were all 18, 19. I mean, we yeah. were young. And because uh, that lasted, Mario, Palfi, myself, Rex, all that, that lasted for like a half a year. Oh, okay. You know, Mario got sick again and he stopped playing. They traded a bunch of guys. Ziggy Palfi just said, screw it, I'm quitting. I'm out of here. We stink. Um, so like the second half of the year, we were really young and all those young guys were getting their time in. And, uh, you know, when I retired after they, you know, they started winning cups or whatever, but it was kind of fun to watch. Cause you know, I saw those guys when they first came in and yeah. got a chance to play with them. And, uh, I was happy for them. Those yeah. guys worked really hard to get those cups. Uh, you know, you know, everybody asked about Sid. I mean, the guy works his ass off, you know, he, he deserves everything he gets. He really yeah. does. Yeah. Um, tremendous player. Obviously he's more talented than everybody, but. Uh, he doesn't just sit back. The kid, kid works hard. Yeah, that's what we keep hearing. Yeah, that's what uh, Max was Max was saying too. And I think obviously we've heard that, heard that before. No secret yeah. to his success. Yeah. So it's been uh, interesting, interesting to watch him grow, and uh, you know, in that in that core group too. And well, now that he's kind of like the, you know, now he's like the old guy, you know, and you know, they're kind of almost almost to the point where. They're talking about having a team without him, and you know, um, it's uh, that's what yeah, Max said. Hopefully, Max five, about. ten years. Yeah, five, <laughs> well, ten I don't, years. I don't know how much time Sid has left, but he obviously takes care of himself, and yeah, he doesn't look out of place at all. He does not, um, you know, watching him. I mean, he's not. I don't think next old. year's his last. Yeah, I, 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 I don't look that way. I don't no chance. And then you know, it's funny. Uh, I was talking to Jeff Carter, uh, Johnny, and you know, he gets traded there at the deadline, and. Right. He's led. He's led it up since he got the well, Christ, He had four goals in one game, but he still got eight or nine goals. And his, and he's like, I just, he's like, it's the weirdest thing, man. He goes, one thing getting traded for the Flyers, but then to be putting this black and gold on, he's like, yeah. something I just never could yeah. imagine. But he loves it there. Yeah, he's. He just told me uh, the other night. I talked to him after that game, uh, his four goal game, and he was just like, man, it's it's pretty awesome here. Facilities yeah. are obviously great. And, um, what know, a pickup. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, God, if he stays hot, it's pretty pretty good up the middle there, JL. Uh, yeah, their team, not bad. Yeah, not bad. You go sit, Malkin, Carter, <laughs> not, not a bad lineup. Pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Right on, Johnny. Well, we appreciate your time. You know, it's uh, awesome to see you. Appreciate your insights and and it's been uh, great catching up with you guys. You yeah. know, I've seen I haven't seen you guys for a while with this COVID stuff. I mean. Hopefully I'll see you at this stuff for Alice and Yeah, I'll see you soon, sooner or later next, yeah, next month. I'd love to see you, man. I I uh I gotta say, Johnny, like so. I pump your tires a little bit, but I, I told Riley, I'm like, you're you were one of the best people to me, man. When when you know you came he, to Philly. Yeah, get it. You don't need to say this shit and make up shit. I already did your, your podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 man. No, man. I'm serious. Hey, I'm serious, dude. You're you're an unbelievable guy. You're an unbelievable career, but fuck, you treated everybody so well, man. And, and and I really appreciate you did a lot of shit for me when I was a kid. This guy was gonna send me to the uh, final four of Wake Forest one in the in the uh, great. They were in that elite eight, 
and he knew I was a big Wake Forest guy. It was when they had Tim Duncan and all that. It has nothing to do with hockey. But they were going on the road, and I wasn't traveling. And he said, D, if they win, I'll get you a ticket to the to the Final Four, man. And they didn't. That's awesome. But I know he would have, and he offered it. And uh, But he did a lot of shit for me, not just like that, but just a, just a great guy, man. And we do really, really appreciate your time, Johnny. No, like I said, it's always fun catching up with you guys. Uh, looking forward to catching up with you guys soon again here, too. All right, brother. We need to get my men's league team against your men's league team. I'm kidding, man. Let's do it. (laughs) You don't want any part of this. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we've won three in a row. That's what I mean. I don't think we're on the same level. That's what I'm getting. I don't think we're on your level. (laughs) 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 Nobody wants to be trying to get in front of your shot or in front Uh of you for that matter. Uh, Uh But anyway, man, thanks again, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Take care. That episode was brought to you by Settlemeyer Skate Sharpening for the best grind in town. All your grind hockey it. needs, grind it. And grind Howie Steele, he's got it. Nasty's got it. Check out SettlemeyerSkateSharpening.com. And for all your cannabinoid nutrition needs, check out BodyCheckWellness.com. I want to thank John LeClaire for carving out the time. Really appreciate uh, that, Johnny. And what a what an awesome guy and uh, what a career. What a what a hockey player. He's he's so funny, you know, talking to him. He's so reserved and he just acts like yeah, ho hum career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. I know, right? I mean, this guy, like it was funny, but you know, obviously you uh, you don't have to say anything nice about me. I already I'm already doing the show, but like that guy, what a man, like he was he was so good to me. Um you know, I was young when he first got here. Of course, he was pretty young too. Um, but uh, great guy, man. It's such a dominant player. And I know he played with Big E and, and uh, Renberg, but dude, you still got to put the puck in the net. Like, oh, yeah, you do. I mean, you, no matter he was what, good at that. you still have to put it in the net. And that curve of his, we'll have to post a picture for people that haven't seen that stick. I've got a couple of <laughs> we got I it. mean, it is unbelievable. thing is legendary. And, but I tell you what, if he was on the goal line, he could shoot it over the net with that curve. You know, I don't even know if you call it a curve, the wedge, I don't yeah, know wedge, what, what yeah. you call it. It's not really a curve, <laughs> but, uh, it, he, he was a hell of a player, man. And he doesn't give himself enough credit, but. Oh yeah. With a big he body. Was, that he could, was sick, man. Yeah. Just finish around the net. Could you, you, couldn't, imagine, you couldn't move him. Yeah. Ross, got a bomb Rick, too, man. Could you Jeez. imagine if he fought? Oh, his arms, he's got yeah. the wingspan of he's a got seven the wingspan, foot yeah. tall man. I mean, yeah. his, his, his arms, arms are extra hands, long. Yeah, he built are, the fight. Yeah. Big hands. Like, I'm just like, God, if he got mad, pissed off at someone and grabbed him, whew, I would see the need to. You know, the big dogs are line there. You just, you just grind through and just be a dominant force. But yeah, no, he would have, he would done some damage if he, if he had wanted to. Yeah. Tilly it up, but why would why would you when you're scoring consecutive years 50, 50 <laughs> <Yeah>. plus <laughs> snipes? And his, uh, you know, he's he's I can imagine the aches and pains he must have because they, he played in that time where the cross checks were allowed in front of yeah, that. Yeah, he's a different he's a animal, big man. But there were big men cross checking him too. So, yeah, that's the truth. Um, man, he, yeah. he was hell of a player. Yeah, no doubt. All right, Nast, that wraps right. up the episode twenty three with Johnny. Be sure to tune in next week, Knuckleheads, for episode 24. Until then, stay safe, have a little fun, enjoy the weather. See you, Knuckleheads. How we still? How we still? 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Boll Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Boll and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bollandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.